sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match this. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. Hello, fans. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. This is Patrick Riccardi. I think that's a bit of a jump to say fans. I'd say listeners and have my fingers crossed. Well, fans is short for fantastic people. Wow, so I've never heard you jump. say something so nice about anyone. Yeah. There's always there's always a first time. This week we're doing uh, Grant Hart versus Bob Mould. Got the new Bob Mould album came out last week or so. He played in he played in your city last night as we yeah, record this. I did not go. Good one. Considered it, but decided not to. What what uh, venue did he play at? Was it a this, decent place? Yeah, it's it's one of the better venues in Philadelphia. It's called Union Transfer. It's also where Bill and Sebastian's playing this summer. Oh, Union Transfer. That's where the, I remember that band, Girl from New York City. Awesome. That joke right, right over my head. They got a whole, they got a whole venue named after him. You don't remember the Manhattan transfer? Ah, uh-huh. uh, who doesn't? They were close relatives to the Miami Sound Machine. Yeah, and Boston and Chicago, and Berlin and Europe. Nope, Europe was not allowed in the club. Oh, too, uh, too trashy. With their mm-hmm. socialist ways, um, yeah. So we're, I know I should have, I, I missed an opportunity because, like reading the reviews of this Bob Mould album, a lot of people are comparing it to, Sugar album, uh, File Under Easy Listening. So we could have done that, but I like the contrast anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're doing Grant Hart's first album after Hooskadoo broke and- up. File under easy listening is what I knew for as as Bob Mould for the longest time. Oh, is it real? That was like the first, the first thing yeah. you heard of. I like that Sugar album. I listened to it a lot. I didn't know about his Husker Du roots, and I think until I met you, I never really listened to Husker, Husker Du, as you tell oh, me to pronounce it. it. Until until we started talking. So yeah, Sugar and Bob Mould. Mould. Yeah, well, we'll talk about it more in the Bob Mould album. I think people think they're both like happier albums, although I tend to disagree. Anyway, uh, do Grant Hart first came out Intolerance, uh, 1989, and uh, what did you think of this? Well, I put 2541 on a mix for you long ass time ago, so you knew that. Yes, yeah, so I, I knew that one, and I knew uh, the other one you picked. Yeah. Uh, so now I knew you know. a lot. Excuse me. Now that you know me, yeah, yeah. So I knew a lot of it already. It's 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 a good album. Yeah, it's good. It's got uh, really high points, and then it's got some songs that are just like meh. So, but like one of the really high high points. Do you want to start talking about songs? What songs are we doing? I forget. No, but do it well. First one will be uh, now that you know me. Right, that's the one I wanted to talk about as a high point, but also a low point. Like I remember hearing this song. Is there another version of this? Because I don't remember the harmonica being so, so. Oh really? Strong. Yeah. yeah. No, there's a there's actually a live Husker Du version of it that they recorded or that they played on their last tour. Um, that was on the live album that got released. But 
it doesn't sound anything like this. Really. Yeah, okay. I do. I like this song a lot. And I, I know I've heard a bunch of times even before listening to this album, but uh, yeah, I didn't remember that extended harmonica, in it, even though it's hard to miss. Yeah, I was going to say, I, it's a pretty big part of the song. Well, I think the the rest of the song kind of over, it's 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 very good. So I think it kind of over, overplays it, for in my mind at least, in my memories. Well, we should mention it's a, <clears throat> it's a one-man band album, so he plays all the instruments. I guess, you know. Why did you know that? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it, like it. It sounds like it's a band, um, which is cool. But I think they, they should make that clear when that happens, that this is one person playing all these instruments, because I just assumed he had a ba- an unnamed band behind him. Yeah, no, it's all him. Um, so why, did, why do people decide to do that? Do it all them? I don't know. Control freaks, I guess. <laughs> so he, he would do each part and then mix it together later? Yeah. That sounds so complicated. So how do you tour on this? Do you get a band for the tour? Yeah, yeah, you get or you, or like he would go out solo acoustic, or oh, I solo see. electric, you know. Or you do a Saint Vincent and just have it playing in the background. No, no, just no backing, just do acoustic right. versions, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um but he he did form a band shortly after this album, Nova Mob, who weren't very good, really. Um so they played some of this stuff, but uh yeah, yeah. No, it's all it's all him. So I, I figure, you know, if you if you can play harmonica and you've never really got the chance to use it before, you know, you got to go crazy. <laughs> and he did in this song. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song though. Uh, it is. Yeah. And very well, like the most of the album is kind of like '60s pop feel, very different from Husker Du, I guess. But it also has a. I mean, I guess this is part of that. But his voice. Reminds me a lot of like angry Elvis Costello. Oh yeah, I well I love his voice too. I mean yeah yeah he's he was the better singer I think of the of the two. Um, yeah, he's got a good like rock voice and good songwriter. Not I mean I guess he's he never got as popular as Bob did solo, but that probably also might have to do with the fact they only release an album every 10 years or something. So, and didn't like he, his most recent album wasn't like a concept album about, yeah, we did it? that one. Yeah. About, yeah. uh, paradise lost. Yeah. So it's hard to get popular when you're doing concept albums about paradise lost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, that was very good though. Yeah. It was, he's, he does good. I mean, he's a good songwriter, um, good singer, good instrumentalist, obviously. Uh, I forgot he died. Jeez. Yeah. When was it? Last year or two years 2017. ago? 2017. Yeah, last year. No, well, it's not last year anymore. No, so. yeah, two years ago. Oh, well, a year and a half, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, but this is just a nice uh, song that, you know, he had in the Husker Du days, and it was it sounded way different then uh, with just a three-piece. But And he threw the kitchen sink on this version. Uh, let's just listen. Here is uh, Grant Hart. Now that you know me.
Alright. Um, yeah, I remember buying this cassette uh, when it came out. Well, the version I gave you was like is like remastered, so maybe the uh, harmonica sounds more prominent on this maybe. version than, <laughs> than the old one. I, I, I should track down the other version because I would like to see if it's just my memory playing tricks on me or what. I think yep. it is because that harmonica is really yeah prominent. I think, I think the part where it's like he's really belting it out is what I remember most about the song, and that doesn't have as, as much of an emphasis on the harmonica where it's, you know, the, the chorus and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. So you got this right when it came out, and what were you expecting? I was expecting, uh, well, it came out after uh, Workbook by Bob Mould, which was his first solo album, which was all um, acoustic. I don't know, I guess, I, which I didn't expect from Bob Mould after Who's Do This one, I kind of, I probably expected it to be just more like garage rock, kind of. Like his songs in Who's Do, just like simple, catchy songs with a lot of guitar, but um, I, yeah, I didn't expect the 60s vibe quite so much. But I liked it. Um, I always, and like I said, I've always liked his voice, so. Uh, next, next up from this album, uh, another one of mine, my other pick, uh, the main, which is about his heroin addiction, and it's like a piano ballad, um, and more like more of an emotional song than a lot of the songs on the album, I guess. Uh, what did you think of this one? It's nice. It's pretty. Yeah. It's <laughs> not much to say. No, he does the. I like his vocals on this too because he goes like really, you know screamy kind of at parts not in a not in the way you hate but right like a controlled screamy yeah, which is good. intense mm-hmm. he gets very intense um yeah and it's it's just another one like when we did uh warehouse songs and stories you liked um you picked the song uh oh my god she floated away which we were saying was kind of like a sea shanty and this one is kind of has that feel too um yeah, it really does. I, I had thought about that. I forgot I even brought it up before, but this does have that, like, people swinging with the jugs in their hand, singing along with this. Yeah, and it's crazy to think that he, like, recorded all the background vocals. Like, that's got to be a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, because back to control freak. Or maybe he was trying to get sober and anything to take his mind off of using heroin was helped. <laughs> yeah, anyway, uh, let's just play it. We'll We'll zip through these there's not a lot to say like it's just catchy music Mm -hmm. Um, here is the main
But that really does put a different. The fact that he's do, doing all the vocals makes me think of that song much differently. It's a little bit weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. But he, it also, like you said, it doesn't. You wouldn't necessarily think that it sounds no. like a chorus of people singing in the back. Yeah. No, but knowing that makes me just like as we said, or as I said, it was like the guys in the bar singing this. Yeah. Like, drinks in their hands so i'm just imagining like a, a bar full of him just clones of him <laughs> i bet he imagined that quite a bit too <laughs> uh and now we get to um your pick the aforementioned 2541 uh, what i like about this song i don't it's it feels very universal like if you listen to this song it, it makes you feel like a time of your life when you're at least it does to me so maybe it's not universal i'm just assuming that but a time of your life where you're living someplace like on your own for the first time and it's that's just what makes me feel yeah no totally this and this song was covered by marshall crenshaw and uh robert forster of the go-betweens um, and every time i've seen marshall crenshaw live he's played it does so, he do a better version actually no i like his version but i i think this version's better just because it has um i i think his vocals are are better than marshall crenshaw's and I think his vocals on this song are better than his vocals on most of this, the rest of this album. And that, yeah. that's not being negative. It's just, I think he's made interesting choices in singing this. Yeah, no, it's a great vocal performance. And he, before this album came out, um, the year before in 88, he released an EP um, with this song, but it was a different version. Um, kind of more rocky, I guess. I don't know. I mean, it wasn't like, wildly different but it was different enough and yeah his vocals on this one yeah this is his best vocal performance um he said that it it wasn't about the breakup of who's do necessarily except that i guess bob or somebody pointed out like 2541 was their uh business address for the band yeah but the the numbers sound good together so who cares they do yeah but i mean i think it was obviously about the breakup of who's do i know yeah <laughs> Um, and you know has a nice touch like keeping the heat on so the mice wouldn't freeze <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the kind of writerly detail you don't get a lot uh, but yeah this is I, I agree with you like that's it does it is kind of a universal song no matter what he personally wrote it about and yeah you can take bits and pieces and make it and it's pretty too yeah in it's own kind of way and I like that uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I can't do <laughs> yeah. it yeah uh all right let's let's do it uh 2541 by grant hart Then I put everything else in the past 
I also just to go back to twenty five forty one. I like the urgency in it too, where he's just like trying to fit all the words in. Yeah, that's well, and faster and faster. That was a that's definitely like from Husker Du that sense of urgency. Yeah, I like he's very good at that, just with his vocals, even if the song is not, you know, barreling down at you. Mm-hmm. He's really good at getting that intensity across. Um, weirdly, I think the single that they released from this album was. Um, all of my senses, which is the first song on the album. It's a weird. That's I would a have weird choice. Yeah, I would have done. It's, now it's that the longest know, song on the album. It is, yeah, and it, it, that one's very sixties. It's got like that weird organ going all the way through. I would have done twenty five forty one. I think that's the catchiest on here. Yeah. Although in eighty nine, maybe the harmonicas wouldn't have been jumping out at people, so maybe that one would have been better. Yeah, people would have been like, <laughs> "Oh, Tom Petty, it's cool." <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, no. Well, I think it's a it's a good album. It's it's got high points, and like I said, some of the songs you're just like, oh yeah, that's fine. It's not like earth shattering, but it's not as good as the uh, Paradise Lost album, which he also was also a one man band album. Um, that's so weird. Yeah, there's he did this one album called uh, Good News for Modern Man, and there's a song on it that is like. Sounds like the Beach Boys, and it's got like Beach Boys harmonies. It was also a one-man band album, where you just go, "Why would just hire some people, man?" <laughs> but maybe that's why it took him so long between albums, recording like 500 tracks of vocals. <laughs> uh, yeah, R.I.P. Grant Hart. Yeah. yeah, did we do a tribute episode to him? I'm surprised that we didn't. I know. I think we just mentioned him. Yeah. On the show. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have that that much output to really do. So. Right. And we already done two of the albums or one of the albums. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, this is a good album. I'll be interested to hear what you think of the new Bob album. Uh, I guess we can take a break already and we'll sure. get back and find out. All right. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. Oh, it's gonna take some time and patience, but all the 
All right, we're back with the new Bob Mould album, Sunshine Rock. And so what I was saying earlier is like a, um, a lot of people compare this to File Under Easy Listening because I think it's it's more upbeat than uh, you're used to from Bob Mould. People, s- I mean, that's been the, the beat on this new album, but I don't necessarily, like musically, I don't think it's necessarily more upbeat than I didn't a lot think of it was his much... stuff. Different than his other stuff. Yeah, and he's even got some like a couple like dirgy songs there in the middle too. Um, yeah, I don't really get it. I mean, I guess maybe just because it mentions sun and sunshine so much in the <laughs> song titles and lyrics. <laughs> they didn't listen to the album; they, they just looked at the title. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, this is Bob's upbeat album." Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, and I read like there was a reviewer on uh, iTunes right when it came out who said something like. Yeah, another Bob Mould album. This is not going to change anybody's mind. It's not going to bring anybody new in. Blah, blah blah. And it's another one of those where I'm like, how many times do you expect somebody to reinvent the wheel? Like, this is what this is what he does, and you either like it or you don't. He's good yeah. at it. Uh, yeah. It's not. He's not trying to set the world on fire. I don't think he's just writing his songs like he always does. I'm I, like at this point, this is what I'm happy with from. Um, what did you think? Were you, were you uh, referencing the Mary Tyler Moore song? Love is All Around? Yeah, with which he, he covers. wasn't trying to s- set the world with her smile. Yeah. Ooh, calling him her now. Pat's getting into No, that's some from the song. Identity politics. Um, yeah, no, he does cover that song. Uh, I know. It's, it's nice. Uh, yeah, what he did covered, what... He covered it in Philly, from what I understand. Oh, no, he covered it in D.C. before he came to Philly, from what I understand. Yeah. And I assume he covered it in, in Philly as well. I, yeah. I've I liked it. I, it. I thought it was a good album. I enjoyed it. Yeah. It's another solid I, entry, On I my think. first listen, I didn't like it as much as on subsequent listens, because on the first listen, it sounded really generic. That's and, that's always the problem, I think, with him. Yeah. And then when I listened again, I got to, to actually hear the, like, the differences, and I, I liked it. There was... Yeah, I think a lot of the songs are kind of get lost, but I think there's enough good songs that that doesn't matter. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, and that that's always my first impression too when I hear a new Bob album. I'm like, oh yeah, it's. But then you listen more and it sinks in, or some of it sinks in anyway. It's not all gonna sink in. Um, and yeah, you you notice like the melodies kind of kick in a little more the more you listen. Uh, first album he did with a cover song um send me a postcard which was by uh shocking blue back in the late 60s the band who did the original uh venus i'm your venus i'm your fire huh yeah i had no idea it was a cover yeah you wouldn't really unless you knew the original you wouldn't um it sounds like a bob song i say but uh which brings up the debate: uh, Why did Weezer do those songs that don't sound like Weezer songs? Well, brings up the debate: Why is Weezer still even a thing? Really. <laughs> I don't mind Weezer, but I do find it interesting that they bring up such terrible, like people really, really dislike them. The people who don't like them, and then there's a whole. Did you watch that Saturday Night Live skit about Weezer? I did. I see it, or did I just read about it? I can't remember. One Whatever. of the two. It was, yeah, it was. It was funny, and it brought up a phenomenon I didn't know about. But after watching it, I looked it up, and it definitely is a phenomenon. Yeah, I, that's so. I did see it because it was Matt Damon, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I did. And it's like there's after I think Pinkerton. Yeah. It's like if you don't if 
anything after Pinkerton's awful. And then the other woman was like, anything before that? I forget what the exact terms were, but that's a definite Weezer thought out there. I think, I mean, I liked when they first came, not the same subject, but when they first came out, I liked them. And then I kind of lost track of them. And then apparently between when I liked them and today, there was a whole period of time where uh, Rivers Cuomo was all over the internet, like interacting with fans in mostly negative ways. Yeah, sounds awesome. That's a, that's always a good strategy when you're when you're a famous person and just dissing all your fans. I saw them live only because uh, we got free tickets from uh, our friend Kara way back in the day, and uh, they weren't you know they were like eh. I saw them live opening for live, and they were much better than live. They were Ooh. really, really good. Well, that's not saying a whole lot, but yeah. <laughs> At the time, I liked live. Yeah, because they were your Pennsylvania buddies. Of course. All of Pennsylvania is exactly the same. Yeah, you guys probably went out drinking in the hay fields, wherever. They... Aren't they from, like, Lancaster or some weird shit, like I Amish think country? They're from York. York. Oh, York. The original, not the new one. I guess it's not the original. It's a new one without the new moniker on it. No, I bet it is the original because New York was originally New Amsterdam. So yeah, you got to check into when that city was founded. That's nobody's business but the Turks. That's true. Uh, as we learned from the great Cindy Lauper. I did not know that another tangent. I did not know that that was a cover either. I thought that was a They Might Be Giants song. Oh, did you? Yeah, no, that's yeah. like old school. I don't old, even, old, like, old school. <laughs> is it Cole Porter? I don't even remember who, who wrote it originally. But yeah, it's like that, that Tin Pan Alley thing from way yeah. back. Um, no, I don't mind these tangents. Yeah, I, I mean, I especially dislike Weezer for bringing Toto's Africa back into the Oh, I like. I mean, I I have no problem with their cover album because I like almost all the songs on there. So <laughs> I have no problem with that. I just think it's funny that they decided to do covers that are exactly like the originals, and I don't mind it. It's fun, but it's just funny. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what their deal is. They got another new album coming out too. Oh, do so. This was kind of uh, like advertising for the new album. I, who knows? I don't know. Like how how difficult is it to do a bunch of cover songs? Really, not a lot of work. Right, so um, they did. I think they did the one as a lark, and then they got they saw how popular it was, and that's they said let's do a bunch, and there'll be good advertising for a new album. Yeah, probably. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just I don't know. It's that's like what I would do. I can't even gauge what level of success Weezer is at. Like, I have, if they were going to play here, I have no idea what kind of venue they would play. I think they're they are one of those weird in between bands that is hard to tell where they would play. Yeah. Because, I mean, their heyday was a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, speaking of They Might Be Giants, I feel like They Might Be Giants the same way about them because their heyday was a long time ago, but they still consistently put albums out. Yeah, and so I think... Pretty popular. I mean, not to compare the two, I think They Might Be Giants are actually better, and they're better people, too. So Yeah, they are both. Um, but I think they probably both have... I mean, from the sound of it, they both have pretty solid fan bases, so... But I think Weezer's peak is higher than they might be Giants' peak. Commercially, I don't yeah. know that I would say artistically. Yeah, for no, sure, no, commercially. No, 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 commercially, I feel like the like Buddy Holly, which I like, right. and Sweater Song were were actual like they were, hits. Yeah, they were super hits, and they might be Giants have never had anything even close to that no. aside from the Daily Show. Well, that's speaking of the Daily <laughs> Show. That's Bob Mould who who wrote that. <laughs> um, Back to Sunshine Rock. Yeah. Sunshine Rock. Did 
you say sunset rock? Sunshine. I, oh, I okay. meant to say. Sorry. That um, might be sunsetting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's the... I guess that's how he made most of his money, was the Daily Show theme. Um, <laughs> cause now I guess he splits his time between San Francisco and Berlin. And uh, I think he was living in Berlin for when he wrote a lot of this. Uh, Do you really think he made most of his money from that? I think he said once that that song has made him more money than his entire catalog. I find that unbelievable. That's crazy. Because, I mean, his songs get played in movies. I guess they don't get played every single every, day. That's so. the thing. They get, it gets played every day. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Sunshine Rock. And uh, so we'll do this in order, too. Um, first song is your pick. It is Sunny Love Song. Uh, go ahead. Talk about it. Uh it kind of feels like when I first listened to it, <laughs> to like a, a CW show's opening theme music. <laughs> but it grows on you. And I mean, that's not a negative. It's just, that's how it feels, especially the opening chords of it, or opening part of it. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a nice song. I don't, I don't know. It's basic Bob, yeah, catchy indie Ke- rock song, I guess, or alternative rock song. Catchy, but with a lot of a lot of noise. Yeah, a lot of noise. And, and then when you get into the like the middle of the song, where it kind of that's where it gets interesting. The middle of the song, where it kind of slows down, and is like, and he kind of emphasizes the lyrics in between, like with the drum changing. Yeah, like, yeah. I like that. Yeah, me too. It's hard to tell in this one, like where even what's the chorus, and then what's the bridge is the part you're talking about, I think. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just a straight ahead song he he mentions berlin in this one like what it's a long long way from california to berlin um yeah let's just play it here i'm is... glad he told us that because i wasn't sure no i i thought berlin was right next to california um i, I thought they're the ones where that's where you go gambling here is now is, is california short for californication think it is your and not the tv show but the red hot chili peppers album obviously of course here is bob mold with sunny love song
red hot chili peppers. I was just reading some article on like surprise, which would be a surprise to no one on like what douchebags they were, like the way they treated women and stuff. Um, like to the level of Ryan Adams. I don't, I don't think so. Like, I don't think, I think they were just sexist assholes. I don't oh. know that they necessarily tried to, you know, use their position to. Yeah. That was, a, uh, to me, it was a surprise that when my, the former guest on the show is a huge fan of his and I don't, you know, I don't know his music really well, but it, it didn't seem like he was that much of a jerk, but apparently he is. Yeah. I mean, I find him boring, so I was never a fan of his music. We did the album that he did when he covered Taylor Swift's album and she mm -hmm. did the much better version. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, I don't know. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of that shit in, in the rock industry. It's weird. You don't hear more about that with all these stories. Well, I, I, I guess there, I just, I am sure that there's that kind of stuff with like executives and stuff and that kind of power. I'm just, I would be surprised, but I shouldn't be if like people like Ryan Adams were doing it. Yeah. But I, I mean, it happened once. It certainly could happen again. I just hope Bell and Sebastian isn't like that. I can't imagine. I know, but it could happen. I know that's true, but I, I mean, I could imagine Ryan Adams. It's not, it yeah. doesn't, it's not that much of a jump for me, um, with him. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but right. Red Hot Chili, where were you reading about the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh, just, it was a, uh, a music journalist who had like had encounters with them where they like, they were at the record company or something. Maybe she was a record exec. I can't remember. Anyway, she was saying that they, she took them into this room to look at um, so, some CDs and they like kind of cornered her in there and were like rubbing all against her and all that. Yeah. Jeez. Anyway, you know, just gross shit. But, I'm sure it was everyone but Flea. Ugh, don't like any of them. Don't like them. Um, all right. So that was Sunny Love Song. Yeah, I, yeah. A lot of these songs grew on me the more I listened. Like I like. Yeah. Um, I like Thirty Dozen Roses. I like the last song, Western Sunset. I think is very catchy. And they used the uh, the Prague TV Orchestra on this, which uh, <laughs> at first I thought was uh, it was all just keyboards, but now it's an actual. It's actual strings and stuff, which adds something to some of the songs, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's, 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 there's, like, back to that point about it's just the same old thing. He does do <laughs> little things that are different that add, but it's, it's still his sound. So I think, you know, it, you tend not to notice as much. Anyway, um, next song is... My song, my pick for the album, uh, Lost Faith, which I thought, like, the more I listened, I was like, uh, you know, it's not a typical sounding Bob Mould song. Um, I was like, oh, this could be an old Tears for Fears song I could almost picture. Like, the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, that, the guitar sound is different enough that, it, you know, it's not that, until it gets to the chorus, really. But, like, yeah, I, I was thinking R.E.M., I, yeah, yeah. I'm something... really glad you picked this song because this is one of my favorites on the album. It's it is different, but it is the same. Yeah, yeah. It's it's still Bob, but it's it's different enough that like, yeah. I think this might be my my favorite on the album right now. And this um, has the nice strings on it through it too. Yeah, yeah. Just a and you know talking about upbeat. This is not an upbeat song. He's singing. He lost face in everything. Although he does you know kind of in the chorus make it more positive but yeah it's still it's still bob yeah no this i really like the sound of it like 
the guitar sound and and just the well the overall sound of the song and the feel of it um it's really cool let's give a listen uh, lost faith The other thing about Lost Faith I like is his voice. Like his, the way he uses his voice is so different than usually where it's really low key and subdued. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have to do the intense kind of barking yeah. that he yeah. does on, yeah. On the heavier st- songs. Um, speaking of which next uh, is your pick. Also not a heavy song. Um, a strange pick I thought, but go Why? with it. Well, We'll talk I, just, I just thought it was fun. It's like writing this little sunshine camp. Yeah, Camp Sunshine. Memories. It was just a cute little song. Yeah, I think it's kind of simple. Yeah, it's very simple. And and it's just him and like is it just a guitar or the piano? I don't know. It's real it's real his voice and like very little music uh, instrumentation for most of it. Yeah, it's it's uh just his acoustic guitar and yeah, some piano and like a shaker for percussion um i i think it's about uh, i don't know i was reading and and it seems to be about like his time in the punk rock community kind of that's his idea of camp sunshine (laughs) (laughs) yeah just talking about the having fun and playing and like the what you know some people go on to die of course he has to bring that up Um, (laughs) some of the campers and then some you know, some go on to other things, but yeah, no, it's a nice sentiment for a song. I just, I wish it was a little bit catchier. The music was more upbeat. I think um, it would fit it better because it still kind of seems like minor key 
stuff. But no, I I get what you're saying. It is it is it's like it's a nice breather from the rest of the yeah. album. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't have it. Just it's kind of a straight line. Yeah, so you're you're not. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Um, and well, before we listen, I was going to say I I almost picked Western Sunset, uh, which is another the last song on the album, which I also really like. It's got really like high falsetto harmonies and some cool string stuff, and I find it really catchy, which is usually not the case with his uh, album Enders. But um, but anyway. yeah, the the strings on that are good. It's it, yeah, that's a good song too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, let's listen. And to... And Thirty Dozen Roses is worth is worth mentioning because that's a fun song. It too. is. That's a really good one. Yeah, that's another high point. And then, um, yeah, and then like the I think the the Irrational Poison I fought and Sin King. I'm like, eh, I can do without those. Wait, are you sure it's not sinking? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Wow, that's uh, makes you think. That's some wordplay there, Bob. That is better title than Sin King. Uh, here is Camp Sunshine. episode with our very limited uh palette that we have yeah vocabulary for talking about music um but good albums i would say i'd say check out the new bob yeah um download individual songs and same with the grant hart album um yeah no i'm i will be seeing him in a couple weeks i'm looking forward to it so where is he playing there uh the fillmore Okay, that's where you'd expect. Yeah, and the filmware there is also owned by Ticketmaster. That's that's where they they bought that and they go, or Live Nation. Oh, fuck, fuck. If I know, I don't know who owns anything, man. Um, oh, I can tell because they they do a worse job of selling tickets. Oh yeah, yeah. That, well, that's true, and they charge you up the ass. Yeah, because like at least here the filmware in Philadelphia is Live Nation, and when you go to buy tickets, even at the box office, they charge a fee, which is like against. God and humanity. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the Fillmore here, if you buy tickets at the box office, you don't pay a fee. Oh, they still have that? That's good. Yeah, but I think they're only open on, like, Sundays from, like, 8 to 12 or something. <laughs> yeah, I was talking before we came on that Bell and Sebastian was coming this summer, and I was – they had a, a pre-sale, 
and I was too too worried that it would sell out, so I actually paid the fees, which I never do. I always go to the box office, but I was I just was worried that it would sell out. So oh, it would I, that one would sell out if they're playing at a smaller venue. And we'll see. It hasn't sold out yet. They sold out the Fox here, which is a bigger place. Um, yeah, I don't know. We, uh, I'm thinking of seeing Filthy Friends, um, which is the Peter Buck and Corin Tucker from Slater Kenny. Oh, neat band. Um, because they're playing at a really small place, and I was like, oh, it would be nice to see both of those yeah. people in it. I've actually seen Peter Buck in a small <laughs> club because he was playing with Robin Hitchcock. But yeah, it would be nice to. I've actually seen Slater Kenny at small clubs too. I don't know what I'm talking about, but still, it's it, like not to be in a in a larger size venue. I really like smaller places. So yeah, I was. I mean, that, when we were talking about venues previously, I was just remarking to myself how small a venue Robin Hitchcock played when he was here. I can't believe how small that, that he played Johnny Brenda's, which is basically just the upstairs of a bar. Well, it's and crazy, he, he's doing that here. Um, is he in Oakland? Yeah. It's the upstairs of a bar. I saw the band Proto Martyr there. That's the only time I've been there. Um, yeah, they have a bar. They have a karaoke room next to the bar, and then upstairs they have a little space. And Robin's playing there. That's um, awesome. Are so you going? I'm, yeah, I'm going. When is that? Is this a new? Is he touring on a new album or anything? Or is... no, no new album. Um, it's in May, I think. Uh, I'm like he came around in December, and but he was like. It was like Robin Hitchcock plays this entire Bob Dylan album. I'm like, no, I'm, I have no <laughs> fucking interest in that. He's not hitting the East Coast, on the, or he, he is, but far away from here. I'm just looking at his tour list. He's 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 really staying in the Bay Area. He's going to Oakland, Sacramento, and then Sebastopol. Isn't that just like up? That's up a up nowhere up? town. What the hell? Is, <laughs> I didn't know he was playing there. You should you should go to that show. Is what you should do. He's probably yeah. He's probably playing in somebody's backyard or something. <laughs> he's playing it at. <laughs> Hop Monk Tavern. Wow. All right. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I like I like seeing those shows. Um, I I do like I do like venues like that that you don't expect to see an artist like Robin Hitchcock at. Yeah. Although, yeah, he hasn't put anything out for a while, I guess. But still, I mean, he's he's got his fan base too. So it'll be nice seeing him in that place. Yeah. Yeah. Any word on who's opening? No, I have no idea. I usually try to skip the openers nowadays. Like, uh, maybe nobody's opening for him. That'd be nice. I like to look who it is because sometimes it's worth seeing both. But yeah, I, I often do if I don't know who it is or if I listen to it beforehand. And I'm not like not impressed. Yeah. 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 I, Bob has opening um, this band, Film School, who's actually pretty decent. So I'll probably go for that. Also, the Fillmore. Like, there's only like six fucking seats in the whole place. So I do try to get there early to get a seat. Yeah, that's. I mean, you transfer. There is no seats unless you're like handicapped, and you can ask them to bring one from the bar over. But right, which I am at the moment. So oh, that's know, maybe, true. Maybe that'll work. <laughs> um, Forgot about your ailment. Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, we went to the Fillmore together to see Stereo Lab. You've you've yep. been there, you know. It's like yeah, I've yeah, I've, I've saw I've, I saw P Funk there, and I saw the Cardigans. I really liked the. The film where it's one of my favorite places to see shows. Yeah, I like it too, except for the insanely intense pat down they do before you go in. But um, I don't know if they had done that then. Is that a long time thing they've done? I feel like it is. Yeah, I feel like I've always had to deal with it. Um, I like it posters because that's free posters right up my alley. Yeah, whenever I go to a show there and for some reason they don't have a poster, I get really pissed. They didn't have it for the Stereo Lab show that no. we went to. Yeah. They had another Stereo Lab show you went to another time. Yes. 
So speaking of which, Stereo Lab's supposed to be touring this year. I sometime. saw that, but nothing has come from it since I originally saw the. That's a that's another no brainer. Just like Bounce Sebastian. Yeah. Once they announce that tour, I'll go. And just like this new Slater Kenny album, I'll I'll go for that tour too. Same here. You yeah you haven't seen Slater Kenny huh? No. Yeah, and they're no. they're super awesome live. Um, yeah, probably the best live act going right now. Um, yeah, shit. Wait, what were we just talking about? I had I had a thought, and of course that thought flew out of my brain like so much poo candy. Um, Thanks. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, a lot of shows coming up. Yeah, there's a few that uh, like of Montreal's coming back around. And I don't even think they have a new album. Although with them, you can't tell because they can. It seems like it takes them two weeks to put out a new album, and it, it's still awesome. So yeah, maybe they have one forthcoming. And I don't know about. Uh, they're coming around, and I want to see that. So there's yeah, there's a couple of good shows that are coming around. I know I'm still on the fence about Girlpool and Hatchy just because. Oh, I you have to go. I don't know who else to go with, but I guess I could go by myself. Oh, I know what I was going to say. It was in regards to the Fillmore. Like, standing at concerts is the worst for me. Like, I find it really difficult the older I get to just stand for two hours. Uh, like, we, we went to see OMD, and we left halfway through because it was just so painful standing oh, there really? the whole time. Well, yeah. How about if you, like, find a wall? Does that help? Well, that yeah, that would have helped, except there, the walls were all taken by the time we got in there, and it was this oh. this place that we I had gone to before um, to see a show, and there's an upstairs seating section, and we just like went up there and and sat down, but for some reason at the OMD show the seating was like reserved, like you had to pay extra for the ticket for seating, which I oh. I didn't know because I'd been there before and just gone up, so yeah, mm-hmm. anyway. Uh, the nice thing about Union Transfer is they have this kind of raised area that people don't want to go to as much, but it has good angles and good views, and it's right next to where people want to be. So, and it, the raised area has like a, a like a what you call it, a railing, so you can kind of lean on the railing as you watch the show. So that's neat. Yeah, that's nice. Anything to lean on or lean against is mm-hmm. is helpful, but just like standing in the middle of the floor sucks. Yeah, yeah, I never really liked that that much because I always got shoved. Yeah, I, I I think I have like the superpower to stand right exactly where people want to walk through, so people always kind of push me aside, and I don't like that. It's yeah, not fun. I have the superpower to stand um, right behind the tallest person in the whole fucking place. <laughs> anyway, uh, I, and that's not, that always upsets me. But I'm like, what am I going to say? I'm I'm really I, here to hear them, but yeah, but it still bothers me. Recommendations, Asians, 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 Asians. I think I'll stick on the music theme and uh, pick another band I'd like to see who's coming in March called Deer Hunter. Their new album called Why Hasn't Everything Already Disappeared is really very good. Yeah, I think I recommend I, it highly. I put one of their songs on one of my best ofs. Or I'm about to. I can't remember. You have one. I think maybe. Yeah. I forget which one actually. Um, yeah, no, that, it is a good album. Planes. It's Planes. Yeah. Well, I'm going to recommend a movie by a Japanese director whose name I can't pronounce, but it is called Shoplifters. Um, and it's, it's fairly new movie. I think it's, you know, came out at the end of last year here. Uh, it won the Palme d'Or at Cannes, but it's, it's a movie about, uh, this poor family who like shoplifts all their food and stuff. Um, and other things. And they see, 
an abused girl like sitting out on her porch one day and they kind of take her in uh, to their family but it's then it gets more complicated than that so anyway it's yeah it's worth seeing if you can once it's out on streaming or whatever um, check it out shoplifters so does only one movie win a palm Dior every year yeah yeah it's the golden palm you can't have more than one golden palm are there silver palms and bronze uh, palms no no it's not the olympics if you don't get the gold if you don't get the golden palm you're fucked you Jeez. Well kiss your film career goodbye there's more competition in artistic endeavors than in sporting endeavors Huh? Write to us at popculturecontinuum gmail.com. Wait, I'll try to do it all. Uh, rate us highly on iTunes. Write a review if you want. Don't care what you say. Just rate us highly. Uh, follow us on Facebook. And tell your friends to listen to us before we all die. It. Yeah, before we all die it. Mm-hmm. Getting up there. Gotta start thinking about these things. And wait. I guess that'll do it. Um, we might have we might have a guest soon. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll come up with something, or we'll come up with nothing and just do that again. We seem to have a lot of uh, a lot of success doing that. I mean, and by success, I mean we get through it. Not that people rate it highly. There's also sitcoms to do. That's true. There are always sitcoms. Um, the problem being most of them suck. But yeah, we could always do sitcoms. Uh, I've not you... heard when that that Michael Schur. I thought it was March, but now I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm. Wait, I've been waiting for I, that actually. Too. I thought it was going to be replacing the Good Place, but that's not true. I don't even know what they have in replacing the Good Place. I can tell you, it's fucking um, uh, Will and Grace. Oh man, new yeah. ones. Yeah. Oh, jeez. I know. About, I, what replaces Superstore? Um, that rock show. Oh, that's a half-hour show? I thought no, that it's, was a, like, it's uh, an hour. But I think, yeah, I, I think that's, it's where Superstore was, maybe? In one of the, you know, a half-hour oh, of that is where they were, I think. But I, I thought know. Brooklyn Nine-Nine replaced Superstore. That could be. You know, oh, so I'm dumb. But, yeah. but I thought... Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. I thought the Michael Schur show was going to come on once A Good Place ended. Yeah, And then yeah. I was like, what is this shit? Will and Grace? Anyway. Well, we could always do Will and Grace. I've never watched the entire episode of that show. You don't need to. Um, all right. I guess until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.